Welcome to Culture and Mocktail. Where we unfold and embrace what it means to be a cultural misfit in society. We're your hosts, Nuit and Aisha, your two fave best friends. And today we're doing a bit of a self-care session. We want to speak about insecurity. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this, we're going to do inner self-care. But, you know, if you're feeling it, put your face masks on, get yourself a cup of tea or lemonade or a mocktail because, you know, but um, <laughs> but, um <laughs> culture what, where? <laughs> culture mocktail who? <laughs> culture mocktail what? But yeah, so we're going to speak about insecurities today. Yeah, we are. And we're going to be real with you guys. Like, look, insecurities are something that everyone has everyone deals with so we want to be real with you guys yeah but you know I think it is a really important episode that we're doing today because there's been like a big movement about like embracing your features that are not stereotypically beautiful Mm. I think that's so empowering in so many ways but I think sometimes it can like overlook the fact that we still struggle with things and it's okay to have things that you don't like about yourself and it's okay to have things that you can embrace about yourself and I think the craziest thing is is sometimes seeing um it's seeing people that you would never expect to be insecure about anything come out and be like yeah like I'm insecure about this and you're looking at them and no matter what it is whether it's to do with themselves and their personalities or what they look like you would think I would never have thought that that person ever felt insecure like what do they have to be insecure about they're so perfect Mm -hmm. but it's really not the case and it's so weird because it's almost it almost goes against you know when we speak about like survival instinct Mm -hmm. it's like people constantly pick themselves apart like we're made in this survival of the fittest world yet our minds are so against us sometimes like Mm -hmm. what is that about yeah what is that about just trying to make every single thing in us perfect because we think that's what's going to help us in life or like what is that i think it's just because i mean it always goes back to this but a big part of how we perceive the world and how we perceive ourselves comes from the media Mm mm-hmm And I feel like if that's what we're being presented with all day long, like, how are we not meant to feel insecure? Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Even Perry Edwards, she posted on her story. So she's in a girl band called Little Mix, which I'm sure probably a lot of you know, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you love them. I love Little Mix. I'm all for the girl (laughs) power. She basically posted a photo. She was papped on holiday. And she posted on her story a photo of her in her bikini saying, I will never be able to control being photographed without being aware. I always dread post-holiday pics and for the first time I didn't cry I didn't pick myself apart basically her talking about looking back at paparazzi mm-hmm. pics do you know I just got a bit of goosebumps yeah like so even these big celebrities like they feel insecure and they're worried about being photographed so we idolize them so much that we forget yeah. that we're all humans here everyone is insecure about something whether it's a physical thing a mental thing whatever it is a characteristic but should we get into what our insecurities are yeah and let's go for it. maybe how they started how we're dealing with them are we still dealing with them why are you smiling she's <laughs> <laughs> so nervous Aisha yeah. just has a huge smile on her face <laughs> it's not a smile it's a like oh my god what is to come but whatever 
<laughs> no, I know. And there is so much power actually in speaking about your insecurities because like we said, like we're shocked when celebrities, like people we idolize, come out with these insecurities because no one really talks about them in like detail. Yeah, they don't. The thing is, honestly, thinking about insecurities, I was very insecure about a lot of things. I don't know if you know this, Aisha, but I used to be insecure about my height. Really? At the age of purity. Now I think I'm like... Because you were the tallest, right? I was the right? tallest at one point. Um, now I think I'm like normal, maybe a bit taller than the average. Mm-hmm. But when I was younger, there was a point where like everyone's going through puberty where I was a lot taller than my classmates. And I would just feel like, why am I so... I wasn't lanky because I wasn't thin, but I was chubby as well. I was like, why am I so chubby and tall? Like, like I just don't want to be like the stick like standing out between in the line and I just it just made me feel like when I would have a friend who's shorter I would be a bit jealous really yeah that's so funny because I remember feeling the exact opposite like I was always the Mm. shortest in the class my physique was always smaller Mm -hmm. than everyone right and I remember that being something I would say like year seven year eight that I hated like I actually hated it with my whole being that's so funny but it's because it was literally the opposite for me yeah like I just wanted to shrink Mm. from width and height I think it just goes to show that like everyone wants what they don't have right mm-hmm. the grass is greener on the, the other grass side is greener on the other side and why like even somebody with curly hair they want straight hair someone with straight hair they want curly hair okay. so why don't we just cancel all of these things out and just be ourselves and embrace yeah that? the grass is greener where you water it but anyways so I had a lot of insecurities like the height thing I think I, I got over it pretty quickly like it was just like a mm-hmm. stage where I'm just like oh my god ground please swallow me and then the thing that I was most insecure about and the after effects of it I'm still dealing with now is my problematic skin Mm -hmm. like you know this I've had really bad acne it started the same age as everyone's problematic skin started like during puberty Mm -hmm. but mine was a lot worse than the average it started like normal like you know how you get like a few pimples on your forehead you get a few on your cheek I mean I don't remember my mindset at like 13 12 13 but I mean, it must have bothered me enough for me to ask my mom to go to a dermatologist. Mm -hmm. We went, you know, they give you these face washes, these creams you put on. I went to so many dermatologists. Sometimes it would go and then it would come back months later. And this just lasted till I was like 14, 15. Mm -hmm. like for like three years something like that and then during my first year of IB so year 12 it just got so bad like so bad like volcanoes erupting on my face red mountains everywhere and I was a hijabi at the point I already felt different enough because I was like one of the only hijabis in the school and like being a hijabi the only thing that's seen is your Mm -hmm. face yeah and like at least that can be pretty but like it wasn't it was just a mess like in school I would always wear white hijabs so imagine like my face was always red because of the mountains exploding <laughs> on it and then I had it like I had it you know how like you yeah, tie like, your so hijab tight. in school like t- almost the veins so in tight. your head and your face are like popping because you've tied it that tight literally you look like a balloon that's about to explode yeah. enough and then plus the red things like Oh my god, I was not cute at all. But you know what? I felt cute, but that's a lie because I didn't feel cute. <laughs> I felt ugly. Yeah. But um 
I've always loved makeup as an art form. Like since I was really young, I've always had makeup kits. I would always play around with makeup and I'd always put makeup on my friends. I'd draw things on my face. Like it was always really like a way for me to express myself until year 12 when that shift happened that it started to become like a way that I can cover myself up instead of an art form. Yeah. And I think looking back, that's when I realized, oh my God, like that's actually dangerous that like something that I loved to express myself in, I felt the need that I had to pack it on my face, like layers of foundation to cover up everything going on every day. Mm -hmm. Do you know, I even remember thinking if I put enough layers of foundation on, it will smooth out and it will like build up enough to cover the bumps does that make sense Mm -hmm. that like i'll fill up the foundation to like cover up but like let me tell you that's not how makeup works (laughs) the more you put on the worse it looks and it just looks uglier uglier like i was telling you it looks like those ice cream with nuts inside because (laughs) the layers over and the bumps are just showing through so but that was your insecurity like you felt compelled to do that because it was what you were so conscious of yeah like so self-conscious and like during that time I was um like year 12 I was researching about always on the internet how can you get rid of acne how can you get rid of acne going to different dermatologists taking so many different antibiotics they would work for a bit and then it would just come back worse. were people in in school ever mean to you about it no no one was ever mean to me about it and I was actually thinking about this, like, where, where did, why was I so insecure? Because remember I told you about the girl in year six, mm-hmm. she had acne, let's say her name was like Hanen, okay? Like Hanen in year six, everyone would always be like Hanen germs, Hanen mm-hmm. germs, because she had acne all over her face. Kids are awful. Oh my God, actually horrible. Like if I was Hanen, by the way, her name is not Hanen, but like if I was her, I would actually be traumatized because like people would literally like tap me on my like on my shoulder and be like Hanan germs pass it on I'm like what the heck whoever participated in Hanan germs I hope you get run over by a truck <laughs> <laughs> Regina George what no but but it's awful like it's awful it's it's bullying it's mean it's they're picking on somebody again like we always speak about like people find difference right like whether it's your culture whether it's it's like where you're from your background your skin color whatever like you have acne kids are awful like that's what they go for yeah but I'm really grateful I've never been bullied I mean I had comments definitely like people would comment about it like have you tried this face wash have you tried this mm-hmm. and let me tell you something else like if if More someone has a place of concern probably for them almost even though it would make help, you feel but bad, it's annoying yeah. because anyone who has acne or anyone who's been through bad acne knows that we have the cleanest faces because we're we're always cleaning our faces we're always trying everything like I think people who have acne have cleaner faces than people who don't. But no one realizes this because it looks like their face is quote-unquote disgusting. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. But yeah, like I remember even some of my mom's friends telling me, oh, have you tried this? My grandma, my family, like, oh, like, inshallah, it'll get better. Like, instead of, like, no one was like, you know what, it's fine. Like, just chill about it. Everyone was like, oh, wait, try this. What about this? What about this? It's like, so obviously, like... Trying to make you find ways to fix it. So you felt like it needed to be fixed. Like, it needed to disappear for you to feel and for people to feel like you were pretty yeah exactly and I think I like yeah like I wanted to feel like I was pretty I wanted to feel like I was comfortable in my skin and I literally didn't feel comfortable like in my literal skin anyway so then yeah like I was saying year 12 I was trying to find a way to solve my acne and I came across Accutane and I was researching about it for months Accutane for anyone who doesn't know it's 
really it has so many side effects like if you take Accutane whilst you're pregnant your baby has a 99.9% chance to be deformed so that's how intense this Mm -hmm. drug is and um, you have to get blood tested every month you have to have tests before you're even on it so it's such an intense process and looking back for the, the fact that I put myself in so many health risks shows how like how insecure yeah. I was and initially my my family or my parents were so against me going on Accutane they, they didn't want see. you to go on Accutane yeah I think my dad initially was like no let's try and find another way I was like listen like I've tried so many things like obviously as a parent you'd be like you'd read actually you'd read the risks one of the things are suicidal thoughts. I didn't God. have that, alhamdulillah. But some of the some of the health risks that is written on the medicine, suicidal thoughts, nighttime blindness, I've experienced that. Dry lips, chapped lips, dehydration, pain in the joints. My lips and my nose were, were always bleeding. Like, it's not an easy drug to be on. And I think, I mean, I would say it's one of the best things that I've done because it helped me in so many ways. But... I don't know if I would recommend it because it's so intense like it's so intense and I was on quite a high dose because my acne was really bad so it gets a lot worse before it gets better but going into year 13 I was two weeks into Accutane and I decided you know what I'm not gonna wear any makeup this year I'm just gonna let it happen because apparently wearing makeup clogs the pores and like without if you just remove the makeup side of things the Accutane process is a lot more effective but at that point did you feel like oh my god everyone's looking I mean that's what I thought throughout year 12 but going into year 13 knowing that I that my acne was really bad I was like you know what like I need to set the tone I can't show up the first day of school with makeup and then just show up the next day without like halas this is I'm setting the tone for the year this is an ugly year (laughs) but we're gonna be fine with it and you'll be even saying you know when you're the ugly kid yeah or you think that you're the ugly kid it does wonders for you because I mean I wasn't ugly personality this is fact (laughs) yeah it does you build your personality right like you but you know you weren't an ugly kid like you thought that you no. were an ugly kid and that was enough no no no, no. you weren't no I, like well like, i can look I, at your photos and no matter no matter how much acne you have like you were cute but you felt like the ugly no kid. i was like oh bless she's cute <laughs> i was <laughs> but i think when you when you i'm so I happy i was an say, ugly kid by the way because I, I'm but so this happy. is what I also want to say. Like, God, this issue has so many things because you, it's you that feels like you're an ugly kid. But like, other people didn't look at you and think like you're ugly. I was telling you, Aisha, and no, I think one of the things that helped me just embrace it at that point was knowing that it gets a lot worse before it gets better. I was thinking you know what, I've seen all the befores and afters, I know this works, I'm putting myself through a lot of side effects because I know this works, like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to stop thinking about it. That's actually when I started to get into veganism and research about veganism. So that point of my life, it was like the ugly phase, but before the glow up because my acne was very, very, very slowly. I mean, it got really bad, but then very, very slowly getting better. So I just, I felt good from the inside because I was feeding my body good nutrition. And then I started to feel good on the outside because I was looking better. And I know this sounds so superficial. Like, how did you embrace your acne? I embraced it because it started going away, Mm -hmm. but that's how it was. But I had to embrace it looking really bad. I don't think it's superficial. I think it's, I think it's a very normal thing I feel like when you see like there's an end in sight it makes you feel better about the situation so you're like okay I can deal with this 
a little longer. Like, mm-hmm. let me just embrace this. Like, it's fine. Like, I can I can do this. There's not much longer to go. Yeah. But it's something that I still struggle with today. Like, my acne did go away for around, like, two years. And now it's back. I mean, it's a thousand times better than it was before. Alhamdulillah. But, um... I mean, I still have problematic skin. Like, my skin is a reflection of my stress. It's a reflection of everything going on inside my body. I just have bad skin, even though I've been on Accutane, and that's fine. But um, now it's just something that I am still bothered by, to be honest. How does it affect you differently now than it did back then? I think now I stopped noticing other people's skin. Like, back then, I would be so self-conscious about it that like I would always be like okay my skin is literally the worst one in my entire year group like I have the worst skin. What can I compare it with? Compare with and there's always that one girl that would come up with like a little tiny little bump that's the same color as her skin like near her ear and she's like oh my god I have bad skin today and I would be so like oh my god you're talking about but your bad skin is that a way for you to want me to bring up my bad skin? I almost used to think like that but then now if someone has one small pimple and they complain about it it actually doesn't cause the same reaction. I'm like, okay, they're they're upset about it because I'm not that insecure about it anymore. Yeah. When my Accutane started to help my acne during my final year of IB, my final year of high school, um, a guy in my year group, this was like March time of the year. The year ends in like May. He was like, oh my God, your skin looks so much better. <laughs> it's just like, I was like, oh my God, he's noticed that I've had acne this whole time. But he also struggled with acne okay so like it's something that he would probably be aware of too yeah it's something because skin is like i think people are aware of in others what they don't like about themselves exactly so he probably thought oh this girl has bad acne like i do yeah but i remember being shocked when he brought it up saying like wow your skin's looking really good i'm like they all noticed (laughs) what yeah but um, yeah. people can notice because I feel like sometimes we make ourselves feel better about like, oh, like no one, no one's looking at me. Like, why should I be so aware of it? But like people know what you look like, but they don't care what you look like. Yeah. yeah That's the yeah, thing. Exactly. Like people notice it, and but they, they don't do, care. And if then... they care, you don't want them in your life. Yeah. Like you don't want them, like get, stay far the hell away from me. Like, why are you so bothered about what? I look like, like and it's probably weird. because they're insecure. If they're that bothered, they're insecure. Yeah, absolutely. About like especially if they feel the need to communicate that in a way where they're picking you apart. Like, why are you so insecure that you feel the need to belittle somebody else? Like to raise yourself up. It's like a it's like a textbook thing, right? Like mm-hmm. anybody that anybody that acts that way is insecure themselves. Exactly. Khalas, it's a part of who I am. I I haven't worn foundation pretty much all of final year of uni. On the day-to-day basis, I don't cover my face with makeup because makeup to me is truly an art form now. I'm like, Khalas, this is my skin. Like, there's nothing I can do about it. Like, Allah made me with problematic skin. That's That's the way it is. Like, I I do get a bit frustrated though. I'm not going to lie. Like, I have embraced it, but I do get a bit frustrated when it gets a bit too much. Yeah. That's just where I'm at right now. Yeah. Aisha, what would you say is your biggest insecurity? So I got my dad's nose, right? Like a good Arab nose. I would never liked it since I was about like 12 years old, which is so young. And I think it's so sad to to kind of say that at that age, it was something that I noticed and didn't like um, to the point where I would see photos and I'd be like, ah, oh, nobody had a nose like mine like I'm in a white town where everyone has like the perfect ski slope nose or or what like, you think is the perfect but I'm sure some of the 
your classmates they were insecure about their noses not even what i think is perfect but what i what is all i can see like in the media in Mm -hmm. people in front of me like as somebody that has like an ethnic nose i'm not looking at like my white friends and seeing that same Mm -hmm. that same thing do you know what i mean i just knew that mine to me anyway like mine was so different Mm -hmm. i just always thought that okay like when i'm working i'm gonna go and i'm gonna get a nose job it's just gonna be something that i do Mm -hmm. right it's something you didn't like and the solution was i'm gonna fix it i was still confident regardless because i don't think i placed that much value on it Mm -hmm. i just knew that it was something that i was insecure about right that i didn't like about myself but whatever cool that's fine but then i think it was in placement year i started to think to myself okay um I wanna I'm gonna finally get that nose job like this is something that I'm that I don't like about myself and that I wanna fix and I actually think that the more I the more I researched into getting a nose job the more insecure I became about mine because the way these people market nose jobs is a whole other thing yeah and it's like you look at all of these photos and you see that you are the before oh my god you know what I mean (laughs) Yeah, like you're like I had all these Instagram accounts. Like my explore page was full of before and afters, and it was something that I was seeing like every single day to the point where it became something that I was even more insecure about. Like because it was right in front of your face every single day. Yeah, and it was like a oh, okay, like do I get one? Do I not? First of all, can we talk about how some of these doctors are scammers? Yeah, some of them are, and they Photoshop their yeah, pictures. Yeah, exactly. I want to go to the time when I decided that I wanted to get a nose job, okay? Because, and this was just last summer, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to Turkey. I'm going to Turkey. I'm going abroad. Baba, pack your bags. Um. Anyways, then so much was going on in Syria at the time, right? Um. Obviously, I mean, if you guys don't know, I'm half Syrian. And last summer was probably the height of, honestly, the trauma that they experienced. Like, they were being bombed, um... And I felt so embarrassed within myself that how am I placing me wanting to go to Turkey to get a nose job when my family in Syria wish that they could that they could get to Turkey to flee being bombed? How is this something that I'm placing as a priority? And how am I gonna tell my dad and push it that yella, let's go to Turkey, let's go to Turkey, when this is actually just so not important? Like it's not, this is the least. This is such a huge first world problem. Like, oh, I don't like my nose. Like, get over it. There are literally people that are dying. There are people Your that... Your family are literally yeah. in a war. So I think it really put things in perspective. There are people that are losing limbs. One of my cousins literally lost his leg. Like, and I'm thinking, I want to go to reconstruct my nose that I don't like, that is perfectly functioning. Why do I want to do that? Mm. And I think it's something that frustrates me now because it's like why like why did I feel the need to change myself why did I feel the need to like is it given is are you giving in if you decide to change these things about yourself I don't know I feel like this is something that even with me with acne like I did conform to the idea of having clear skin like that's why I wanted I mean I was I was younger to be fair I think acne is also a health thing I mean it fits under the health bracket like technically I don't need to get a nose job for my breathing, really. Well, I don't need to take Accutane. If I had acne, like, it's not it's not dangerous to my health. Yeah. It's it's all cosmetics, right? Like, it all fits under cosmetics and it all fits under, like, an expectation that we have mm-hmm. 
of what we should look like mm-hmm. and trying to fit that but i think because a nose job is a big procedure it's like it's a huge procedure you have to go under like a full your general anesthetic that one it's not even a localized one like you're fully asleep right and that risks. has health risks you as might well. go and you do it and they give you completely what you don't want mm-hmm. that as well you hear of a lot of like botched stories and things like that so yeah. i think it is like like in terms of like the question like do i think it is just conforming i think yes you are conforming to what people expect you to look like or what society is expecting to look like even though from the inside you're like no i'm not because i know like i know you like i know that's not how you're thinking of it like you're not thinking yeah it's like no i'm not doing it for this for other people i'm doing it for me and i know you actually are doing it you wouldn't feel the need to do it for you if it wasn't for other people really like if everyone else had noses like me and I was seeing that everywhere. I was seeing it as something that was normal. It's something that was beautiful. Then I'm sure that I wouldn't feel the need to do that in the first place. Yeah. But because you've been made to feel through what you've seen that it's not normal. And then you need to change it. Yeah. So even though for me, I'd be like, when, and when I was speaking to Nora about this last year, I was like, no, like I'm doing it for me because I was like, I, I nobody's ever said anything to me about it, by the way. Like nobody's ever... You've never been bullied. Yeah, never, thankfully. Like, nobody's ever really said anything to me, like, in a negative way about it. So it really was something, I don't like this about myself, I want to change it. But really, I still technically would have been conforming to what I thought was conventionally attractive. And I don't think there's anything to be shamed about that, to be honest. Yeah, because who doesn't want to be attractive, right? Like, who wants to be the ugly one? Yeah, but the fact... I mean, like thinking that you're the ugly one because your nose is different. I feel like that's also like a it's a bad a mindset, mindset thing. That, yeah, because no one thinks that other than you. Mm-hmm. No, I know, and unfortunately, I definitely did feel like that at times. It was at the height of when everything was happening in Syria. I was like, Do you know what? I'm unfollowing all of these people. This is such an unimportant thing, and that's actually when I went to Egypt, and. I made the decision that it wasn't important and that I wasn't going to do it anytime soon at least. Mm-hmm. It still wasn't something that I could like give up the idea of completely. Yeah. But even not seeing those images on Instagram already of the befores and afters and like the constant reminders of, okay, like people are getting this fixed. Like it's something to be fixed. I felt so much better for it. And the thing is, I really do believe like if somebody wants to change something about themselves, go for it. Like it's you... none of your business as well. It's none of anyone yeah, else's it's business. It's nothing to do with anybody else but you. Like I get it. Honestly, I can't tell you what I'm going to do in two years. Next year, I might feel, I might feel awful about it. And I might be like, do you know what? I'm working. I want to do this. Let me do it. Like I can't tell you what I'm going to feel. Mm-hmm. And now I mean, it's still not something that I like about myself, but that's what I've got. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's so easy to preach about self-love and sometimes I feel like it's unrealistic to try and make somebody love something about themselves that they just, they just don't. Like, there's a difference between accepting it and being like, okay, this is me. I'm going to try and view this from a different lens where I see it as something that's beautiful. Or at least where I see it as something that's not a bad thing. Like, don't get me wrong, I feel myself. (laughs) But being real, I'm just not a huge fan of my nose and that's okay. Like, do we have to love every single thing about ourselves? Honestly, honestly, we're here to be real. I think what I am trying to do now is flip the script and look at the things that I don't like about myself 
with a different lens mm-hmm. that tells me that I'm good as I am and I don't need to change anything um as much as beauty standards may tell me otherwise maybe there's power in not conforming to that mm. and that's just where I'm at in my mindset with it I guess and the thing is you know when I think about it as well like when I see like my grandfather Ali Hamel recently died and I mean I really got the Arab nose <laughs> it makes me think like I like my features are my features come from my ancestors and they come from my family, they come from my grandparents, they come from my dad, they come from my mum, they come from, they come from everyone that means something to me and that's important to me and I wouldn't be here without. Mm. So why am I going to try and erase those parts of me to fit in a culture that, that what, like, that wouldn't value me if I didn't change myself? Like, like, what's that That about? is so powerful, Ala Fikra, like, yes 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 and yes like they're part of your dna like we said say your name with pride show your features with pride because they're they're a combination of all of your ancestors combined to make you mashallah like subhanallah that's such a crazy thing to think about i think learning to embrace yourself and say that i am beautiful with my skin with my nose with my with my Lips, scars with, with my, my stretch marks everything. with my yeah weight yeah. with my fat with my lack of fat with my muscle like with everything like learning to say i'm beautiful with is so important instead of saying i'm beautiful despite and i think as somebody like even you just saying that Nora, like now like saying with my stretch marks with my whatever else like things that i know other people are probably dealing with as their huge insecurities like it makes me angry it makes me feel like why despite like the word despite even coming out of my mouth that's that's frustrating because they are beautiful with all of those things and what you look like anyway from beginning to end isn't really worth that much in my mind I'm like what other people look like isn't something that I think about I remember people for how they make me feel and people will remember you for how you made them feel and what kind of person you were and you know even like thinking about my final year of school when my acne was really bad like I remember alhamdulillah I had really good friends around me at that stage of my life so like what I looked like just started to become so unimportant because I went to school and like I mean school was hard but like I would just have a good time with my friends and like I would feel good because like I laughed today or like I had a good like funny conversation with one of my close friends or whatever it is like like you said like you actually just remember what you feel rather than like it's such what a people look like whack concept to think that you need to change yourself to be worthy because at the end of the day like look at your circle the people that you want closest to you did you choose them based on what they look like or did you choose them based on the person that they are yeah do you know what i mean like what actually matters in life and what matters to us isn't what other people look like but we're so insecure in ourselves that we think our appearance is the be all end all to others and how they're gonna see us and how they're gonna whatever to us you know what i mean and it's meaningless and you know i would rather like leave people with an impression of like oh like the one we had a good time with or yeah. we had a good conversation a thousand percent. like i think that's the mark that we want to leave the one who's kind the one who's compassionate yeah the one that helped me do xyz the one that told me xyz yeah a thousand percent mm-hmm. being a believer in allah and being a believer in god i feel like the way that we're made 
couldn't be more perfect and because Allah created us that way. Yeah. Like the fact that you get pimples when you're going through puberty because it shows that your hormones are changing. Some people have it worse than others. That's fine. When I'm stressed, I can see that I get pimples around my chin area. Like the way that the human body works is actually so magnificent. Yeah, exactly. My opinion on this is, is that, look, if somebody wants to change something about themselves and that's what they feel like is gonna make them happy, then okay, but make sure that it's not your source of confidence. Like, make sure that's not where you get your self-worth from. Like, whether you go on Accutane, whether somebody else gets, like, lip fillers, whether another person gets jaw reconstruction surgery, whatever it is, you're worth the exact same both before and after. Yes, 100%. So don't expect to go and have this surgery, whatever this work that you want to get or that you're getting done and expect to be like, sure, you might feel better about your physical appearance. You might feel more confident in that sense, but you'll find something else that you're not satisfied with. Like, mm-hmm. and you'll doubt another part of yourself. Like you need to be fully confident and know that your self-worth doesn't come from what you look like before you do this. You need to do the inner work before you do the outer work but do you think if the inner work like what is extent because if the inner work is completely done and And would you even need to get anything done? would you need to get anything done like yeah i'm just questioning because i like i agree with you if someone wants to change something about themselves who are we to to even question it like that's up to the person but like to what extent like are we just falling into the trap of like fitting the mold of what what looks good like quote unquote looks good and nobody used to say this to me and i'd be like it's so easy to say that when you don't have something on your face that like makes you feel like this is so different. When it's so easy for everyone else to say, but I'm the one that actually has to deal with the insecurity. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm the one that has to look different. It's a lot easier to say than to... But then again, yeah. it's like the issue is bigger in your mind maybe because when you look at it from the outside, like if I saw somebody that had a similar nose to me say that, I'd be like, you're making this such a big deal, which makes it, like, it's so much of what's in your own mind about what Mm. your appearance is. And it's a journey. Like, we're not going to sit here and, like, give advice because all we can do is share our our experiences like it's a journey like as as every episode we'll continue the conversation on instagram but i think everyone struggles with it and we're not gonna sit here and lie and be like oh yeah like i love my nose and you're not gonna sit here and be like oh yeah i love when i get sponsored i have acne scars like that's not realistic i have so many scars on my face to show that i had bad acne but that's just part of it like you just need to embrace it like you don't have to love it but just embrace it it and accept it accept it is embrace yeah. the right word? Embrace is... I think it's accept, accept, not embrace. Really. I feel like, no, embrace is like, you know, they use embrace as another word for hug. Like, it's okay. Like, just embrace it. Like, bring... Bring it in. It and bring Tap it, it in. on the shoulder. <laughs> Tell it we can be friends. Yeah. Just be, like, at least be acquaintances with that thing. You don't have to be enemies or you don't have to be No, I think you owe it to be friends. I think you owe it to be friends. You don't have to love it. I'm not saying it's going to be your best friend, but it's a part of you. It's on your face. It helps you function. Just be friendly to it. Friends is a big word. I mean, I don't know who I'd call my friends, but that's another (laughs) subject. (laughs) That's a whole other minefield. 
All right, guys. Let's round this up. Go for it, Nord. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure to follow us and continue the conversation with us on Instagram at Culture Mocktail. Rate us on Apple Podcasts and please write us a review. There is a new episode every Tuesday, so make sure you tune in. Embrace your mocktail. And keep flourishing. So, 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 so